Hello there, good people. We are War Inside My Head, a mental health podcast. Brought to you by your host, Beardbo. And Ormi. Every two weeks we share our highs and lows, as well as breaking down the goings-on and releases from across the metalverse, as well as chatting about movies, games, comics, and anything else that tickles our fancy. We started this podcast to promote mental health awareness. We're trying to do this by sharing our own experiences and how we keep ourselves almost sane by indulging in our love for all things heavy metal and beyond. Okay guys, we like to feature up and coming metal bands, so if you would like to be featured and have your song on one of our episodes, please hit us up. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and you can also find us on Instagram at WIMH underscore pod, or you can contact us via email on WIMH pod at gmail.com Step inside, walk this way, you and me, babe. Hey, hey, put some sugar on Pitbull. In the name of love, put some sugar on Pitbull. In the name of love. Alright, buddy. Play that one. I was working that last night when I was at the Hard Rock and Def Leppard came on. I was like, I'm gonna, gonna give Beardball the Def Leppard treatment. That's fucking brilliant. I was gonna go with either. All I want and I need Beardball. Didn't know what to go with, so I went with pour some sugar on Beardball. Well, to be fair, you just went with both, so I got double there. Even it's better. Hard, it's hard to do Beardball rather than because it's a, like see if you want to do a Def Leppard impression of me. Put some sugar on me. It's got a really weird way of saying it. <laughs> anyway, how how's life, Bonnie? Life? How we doing? I'm not too bad, but hell, it's been two weeks, I think, hasn't it? Since we last it's been longer than that. It's been about four weeks, man. Has it? Had, we had a, a bit of a hiatus due to many issues, technical issues. But I mean, it's been a good few weeks, like, you know. I thought it was just before uh, the stag night with uh, Fluff. Which was like almost three weeks ago, wasn't it? It's the 13th now. That was the 27th or something like that. Or the tw- It was the end of... So it was the week before. That's just been about three weeks. Shit. Yeah. I, no, think, I, don't, I don't know where the time's gone. And that people will be late. There's fucking be riots in the streets. Where's the next episode of War Time I had? All three listeners will be kicking off. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them's your mum. <laughs> <laughs> even my wife doesn't even listen to it. No. <laughs> I don't blame her. My wife doesn't listen to this either. Because I'm like, look, just play it. I've listened to it. I'm playing on me and get the listens up. But of course, she doesn't want to fucking listen to me prattle on for hours. She gets that every day of her <laughs> life. She's supposed to say, they've got to put it well on a regular day based on this. Exactly. But otherwise, mate, I've been charming. Been, yeah. uh, been busy. Lots of busy. I'm getting pre-orders out for my Get Heavy shirts festival. Get in. There we go. So yeah. uh, I need 15 pre-orders. And I've got oh, well, seven awesome. in so far. Ah, yeah. So, uh, doing rather well. So, where where do you get them from? Uh, you just have to send the. So basically, because I have. Do you pos- send a postal order to a PO box like they did in the nineties wow. on kids TV? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> send a stamped, dressed envelope PO in box. a postal order for fifteen get pounds. Heavy UK. <laughs> Is it like Swap Shop? No, it's just a, a PayPal link. Uh, mm-hmm. 
so uh, paypal.me forward slash get heavy uk Okay, I'm expecting to find the details on your Instagram. Yes. At Beardbow underscore bagging. And also my Facebook, because I'm also on Facebook. On Facebook as well, because you are definitely ahead of the culture curve. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing better than me, I've still... It's one of the things that I'm, I'm actually going on a call through work, because um, we're going to do some video stuff for work, but I'm going to... Part of that is a bit about social media and sharing things. So I'm determined. I'm going to go to that. I'm going to learn how to do it, and then I'm going to start sharing more stuff on on the old... the the socials and that and i'm trying to work out where i'm looking at video editing and all that stuff so things are coming but i've also realized we didn't have to fucking run you know what i mean like it's not like well this has got a fucking expiry date as friendship mm-hmm. although i do wonder sometimes uh, <laughs> 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 it's been there uh, how long what 20 <sighs> yeah oh i don't know that's uh, fucking i mean yeah too long yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you like me left arm, mate. <laughs> I would say my right arm, but that's me naughty arm. So I wouldn't want to say that would be a bit weird. Anyway, <laughs> been a good couple of weeks. But if you like a bit of stranger. Things are a bit of stranger, yeah. <laughs> and all that. yeah hopefully, you might be moving in the career front, but we'll soon we'll, we'll yes, save that for the next I, I, one. Well, so, yeah, I said, I said I'll find you something. You, you know, did? That you, you even said that. I think I it was early. 10% of your January, wages. You said that was, uh, <laughs> that was your goal for the year. To find me, I know, and it looks like if I fucking get that, yeah. I'm spot on. I need to put the lottery on. Exactly. I should look after myself first. Shouldn't I? <laughs> fucking, I'm too generous. But I, I, I don't want to, don't want to jinx note yet. But uh, fingers crossed for, or hopefully, get a new career change. Yeah, I do think well, there'll be something. Even if it's not this same, one, mate, something else will come it's out. It's still the similar. I mean, I'm doing pretty much a similar job, but yeah. it's a different environment. But if it's not this one, there'll be something else. Comes the along. benefits, of course, pro- will, will, will come as well. You. Okay, the benefits as well. But uh, otherwise, mate, like I said, we, we had that stag night with Fluff. We had a stag night with a friend, yes, Michael. With who's lots married. of friends who I haven't seen since. I know high it was school. mad, actually. It was uh, seen a lot of guys I hadn't seen for some of them I hadn't seen for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was cool to see people and like how they've grown. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of boldly blokes with beards. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting to that age. Um, I don't know if it was something in the water in the schools that I went to, but uh, yeah, it was nice catching up with people. I really enjoyed it. Had a good laugh, which is always good at it. Uh, uh, went to some questionable bars, even for the the stag themselves. Were like, what we're doing here? Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a great time. So yeah, it was great. And it was great catching. Up you with can people. even see one of them videos of me and you just. Yes, on the old ins, yeah. Just, yeah. just very God, disappointed when you walk into the just wrong <laughs> bar. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it, it, the red fl- as soon as we walked in there, the red flag should have been was when that guy come out and he tried to grab your beard. And uh, <clears> you know what it is that fucking does my head in, right? I don't know if I've, I've said this on the podcast before. No. I don't want you coming up with your piss-soaked, beer-stinking fingers and trying to grab me beard. And it wasn't a bloke, it was a woman. Oh, was it? Aye, it was I a woman that did it. it and I've had this a lot. When I was come up and grab your beard and start shooting your beard, it's like, you know, if I just walked up and grabbed your hair and started running my fingers through my hair, what do you think would happen to me? Mm-hmm. Do you think everyone would go, ah, it's just a bit of a joke? No, I'd probably end up in the fucking, on the ground with the security hawking out the building. Do you know what I mean? It's like, just think about it. You know, just ask, can I touch your beard? You'll get a no from me because I don't want your fucking horrible... Plus as well, I have a lot of like product. I have a lot of product on my beard. So I use beard oils and balms and things to get the nutrients in. But if you run your fingers through my beard, it's going to come away and it's going to be a fucking oily mess. It's almost like a deterrent. It's like, you know, I used to put grease on fucking <laughs> fences to <laughs> yes. stop people gliding. I should get anti-fucking finger grease on my beard. I hope beard. that shit's not flammable. 
uh, what the <laughs> beard oil? The Actually, I've never looked into the beard oil. Stuff that goes into your beard. Fuck it. No, I would hope not. One false move. I don't smoke anymore. You see, but that's a good sign that you don't smoke anymore. No, I don't smoke. No. Don't get close it's been to over it. ten years now. It's been that long. I can't even figure out exactly hey, what year I quit. That's an achievement. That like it is, man. It is. I literally went cold turkey, just finished, and never touched another cigarette since New Year's Eve of. I think it was twenty, uh, like twenty going into twenty twelve. So I think it was just before we got married in twenty twelve. What was the secret? I know you said it was when cold turkey, but what helped you get through it? It was just it, in case anyone who's listening wants to quit smoking. The, well, yeah, I mean, because I literally I was at the point where I was having a conversation with a friend of ours, and they're like, why do you smoke? I don't really know. I'm not really enjoying it and stuff. And like, ah, I mean, <clears> I think I might quit. And I just said, I'll quit. Give me back your tin and things. And the next day, I spoke to my wife like, I'm not sure if he actually is going to quit, and I haven't touched a cigarette since. And within the first two weeks, like I got a horribly sore, horrible, horrible sore throat, and like horrible like cough and things. And apparently, it's just like yeah, when you quit, like your body, like these little hairs on the back of your throat or something like that, that grow back. And it was just horrible. And I was like, if that's how you feel coming off it, that's how your body reacts to basically get rid of the shit. And I was like, it's nah, I don't want to go through that again. So I've never, never touched a cigarette again. How long again. you, you smoked for? Like what, fourteen, fifteen? Yeah, um, I've started smoking after my grandma died, which was I was sixteen. But I had like had smoked before then, but like oh. a regular was after my grandma died. So when I was about sixteen, so I think until I was about twenty, yeah, eight to ten years, I think I smoked something like that. Main habit, really. I'm glad I didn't know the price of cigarettes. Jesus. So yeah, I'm I'm glad. I, yeah, but that was years ago now. Mm. Anyway, I digress because that's just fucking talking bollocks, really, isn't it? Yeah, anyway. But uh, apart from that, how are you doing? All right, mate. It's been a, it's, it's been a busy few weeks. Work's been busy. Had a few courses on that, which I've enjoyed. I've been cracking on with the Arnold app on the Pump app. Yeah. Come on, Stephen, do one more rep. So I've been keeping up Before with that. Before going any further, will the quote book finally make an appearance? I mean, it can't because it's in the house somewhere. We are it's in not your in this room. We are in your. I'll I'll I'll, I'll your do house. a magic edit at the end. At the end, I I forgot about that again. <laughs> it's sat on the. I know exactly where it is because I was meant to remember it. Anyway, it does exist, folks. I does. have seen it. It does. Yeah, maybe it doesn't. Who knows? I could just make it up. I could do any Arnie quote and say I've got the book. I don't know. Uh, I've just been selling this year. It's been busy and that. We've been gigs and things. Like we went yes. to Metal of the Masses a couple weeks ago. I know you went to the one just gone, which was Heat 7. Yes. We went to Heat 6 previously, which was a great show. I expect last uh, Friday's show, I'm sure, was just as good. It was, yes. Shout out Congratulations to, to Swerms. Swerms, who won Swerms. Heat 7 and who won Heat 6. That was, uh, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing this correctly, but Equitum. Right, yes. Equitum. Yeah. Um, oh, that yeah, was the, the last band just completely just gone out of your head yep never mind it, come it'll come back it, to you it should have been liminal but obviously well they did go over didn't they by like 8 minutes and I think only had like a half an hour set so you're talking they went over I th- by yeah I think it was like a, I think from what I would know it was, it was like 25 minutes and I think they'd gone over by 8 minutes which is a lot yeah which is a shame because they probably got disqualified like, that yeah. but the by far and way had the best crowd of the whole night yeah um but it's you know when it comes to being a festival, which I'm sure you'll learn soon, or putting gigs on, going over time affects oh, a lot of things. Sucker, sucker went through. I thought you were just like, can't tell me I was a sucker. No. Like, sucker, yes you are. <laughs> um, did you watch the Kevin Smith thing I sent you? Uh, I have not met. Oh, we'll talk about it on the next we'll episode. We'll talk about then. the next so one. That fucks that bit then. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's crack on with the heavy metal news then. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
What you got for? We will start off with you. What have you got for? Some heavy metal news. Well, it's something I want to talk about, right? Because I experienced this because I went to um, a gig at the Lubber Fiend. So the I went Lubber to see Fiend. Cruelty, who had a couple of bands in support. So Lubber Fiend's a little venue in Newcastle. It is a little venue. It's a little stage and a dance floor and then the bar. And a little space for merch. Like, you know, very basic. But it's a nice little venue. It's got a good vibe to it. Um, the friend, staff are really friendly. It was really cool. But it was uh, Cruelty. So it was a bit of a hot, <coughs> hardcore gig. But there was a lot of um, windmilling. Sort of slam, well, even slam dancing, I would say, crowd killing and stuff going on, um, which isn't my type of thing, I'll be honest. And as people just need to think about mosh, I'm like, no, I, I, I think it's different. So, and it was just the, so happened that um, I think it was just this past week, um, a band called Terror played a show in, I think it was Austin in Texas, uh, and the venue wasn't too happy with the crowd because they were doing things like sort of windmilling. Um, uh, crowd killing and things like that and there was a bit of a security incident I think some of the security guys someone got ejected because of an incident with a minor I think there were maybe I don't know crowd killing or a windmill doing whatever kicking or what kicking or you know the, we've seen the type of stuff hardcore yeah, yeah 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 um, it got thrown out and it kind of kicked off over Twitter it was a bit daft like the venue someone from the venue saying the terror were crap and stuff like that I'd say look if it's not your type of music and you're not happy with the crowd that's fine don't put those gigs on anymore which is what they're going to do but I just wanted to have because I don't know have you been to many gigs with like sort of when you've seen like windmill and crowd killing kicking what's your opinions on this right <clears throat> see I'm all for having a, a good time and a laugh and stuff yeah crack on do it but when you go too far and you're purposely hitting people, which is crowd like crowd killing, pl- plowing in the crowd. Which is that is when I'm a no for it. I'm the same. Like I think the thing I've got, I don't I'm interested to get a band's perspective on it because mm. one of the things I noticed at this gig, like all night, there was no crowd at the front of the stage, so it was just a big open area with people running in and out, kicking, you know, legs flying everywhere, plowing at the crowd at certain points. And believe me, if you plow into me at a crowd. And I, I, I stand away. You know, I know if it's going to be that type of gig, I'll probably stand towards the back. Mm-hmm. But if it starts breaking out that far, do you know what I mean? Then you're going to get fucking clapped back, put it that way. If I get a leg coming towards me and I have grabbed someone's leg and held a, kept a hold of it for about 30 seconds to kind of, and had a bit of a word, like, I'm not in the pit here, like, you know what I mean? You need to calm down. Mm. Uh, I understand people like want to do that, that's fine. And there's an area at the front, but when you're starting plowing in the crowd, that's a problem for me. Um, and I've seen people get ejected. I've seen get people get you know kind of hit back if you like, in not such a pleasant way. And you go, well, it's just part of the show. It is, but it's also you, that's like you it's know, all part of the show until someone's got a broken nose. And again, there's an area if people are at the front doing that, that's fine. That them get involved. Uh, for me, it's not my type of thing. It's not what I grew up with. I grew up with motion, which is more again. It is there is a level of violence there. You are jumping around and stuff. However. Kicking and punching's not kind of accepted. And if, you know, we know the rules of the pit, someone falls down, you pick them back up. And I've seen people go down in other types of pits and they haven't been helped back up. Crowd killing for me is a no-no, though. I think it was uh, it was a few years back. I think it was... Uh, it was I was when I saw Defcon 1 supporting, I think, is it King 810 or what do you call King it? King 810 or I'd yeah. Aye, but yeah. So, saw Defcon 1 <laughs> and then they obviously were headlining... And basically, I stayed for like ten minutes, and that was it. Um, yeah, because basically the singer was 
telling the crowd to go out and purposely hit people. Ah, uh, no, that's fucking And that, that, to me, I was like, nah, I'm not staying for this. I was like, I supported my mate on stage for DEFCON 1. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, nah, I'm, I'm, this isn't for me. No. Do you know, it's just not for me. Again, that might be the, the culture of the thing. That's fine. But for me, that's not really, you know, that, that that's not what the like, shows is yeah, about. Yeah, I, I would, like you just said, I would love to get a band's perspective on this. So. It was mainly because... There's nobody at the front, and a lot of bands. In the, a lot of the bands, I go. Everyone's like, "Come down the front, let's get down the front," because they want that atmosphere. You want that close up, people in front of you, and be able to hear the crowd. Because, because again, this wasn't a big venue. We were almost, you know, we were only about two or three people in from where like sort of the pit was, but we nearly stood at the bar. Do you know we were quite far back, and it was a large area. And it's like, I wonder how the bands feel about it. I mean, I can imagine the energy in that's good. But it wasn't like there was twenty people doing it. It was two or three in mm-hmm. most um, that were doing it. So I just wonder from a band's perspective what they think of it. Gain a lot of energy. Again, that's what the guys want to do. Fine, just don't bring in people that don't want to. Again, if you you contain yourself in an area and everyone like said, in that area is in agreement, just don't purposely hit people. No, but that's what I've. That's what a lot of stuff I've seen, like throwing punches at each other and stuff. And well, like, I mean, we've seen a few times at little buildings. Yeah, ah, yeah, I've yeah. seen it, and uh, it's just a bit. I don't know, plowing into people that are just trying to stand and watch a gig, and when at that venue, I felt like I had you, there wasn't anywhere to go where you couldn't be involved, mm-hmm. and that's where that's not you're not given a choice. Then, as you said, it's like no, I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I understand if people want to do that, and everyone, you should have a right to do that. But I think there is a limit on it. Same with moshing as well. Like if, if pits get out of control, and I have seen pits at normal metal gigs get a bit mad and a bit too ridiculous, and people falling over and not getting help back up and things like that, and that's at the point where it's gone over the line. We're supposed to look after each other. That's the point. It's meant to be a release of energy, and that's fine if we're all in agreement what's going to happen in that area. But I think you need to. Do you know what I mean? You need to look after each other. If somebody falls down. Remember, anyone who was in the mosh pit, you were family at the end of the day. Exactly. But I, get I, d- back up. I don't get them vibes when people are literally punching each other. And I mean, like, properly punching each other. And oh, it's yeah, just yeah. Like, I, I work, I think, fucking hell. If you hit the wrong person in that crowd, mind, fucking hell. Some mm-hmm. of the guys I caught at these shows, and some of the guys that are doing these moves, they're like little skinny guys, and you see the bigger guys, and I've seen people being looked at like, if he fucking comes in, <laughs> I'm going to kill him type of thing. So you got I think you need to be careful as about where you do these things as well. Maybe read the room a little bit, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, Obviously, alcohol and probably, probably other substances are taking its toll as well. Are you seeing people consume alcohol and illicit substances within a gig? I'm absolutely shocked. I can't believe you're throwing these type of accusations around, Stephen. Honestly. How, how dare you besmirch the good, clean nature of a metal show? <laughs> Try and say that without <laughs> laughing. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I have never, ever, ever been in any other altered mind state right. when I'm at a gig. Obviously, Actually, to be fair, when I go to gigs, I, I do drink before the gig, but I don't tend to drink, like be drunk. Because I know people that have been to gigs and after I've told them, oh, God, I was so off my face, I can't remember the gig. I'm like, uh, what's the point? 40 quid, what was the point uh, of that? I could have oh, just <laughs> went out. Came out with that guy if Blood, my very first bloodstock leather coat. <laughs> he was, he was off his face on the bus. Chap, him, like. Can't remember his name, but he just wore the same tune top <laughs> and the black leather coat uh, all weekend. I don't even think he went and saw any bands. He was he just walking around the campsite off his face. 
Be fair, looked like he was enjoying himself. Oh, <laughs> de- de- definitely. Felt like uh, Meg Ryan. I'll have what he's having. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's just something I've seen, and I've seen. We'll try more and get of a. It. We'll try and get a couple of bands' perspectives. Yeah, it'd be good if anyone. Yeah, hit us up on Instagram or email just about how you feel about it, and you know, in again in terms of. Does it affect the atmosphere? Does it give you a better atmosphere? Does it reduce that atmosphere? I'll write it down because this Wednesday I'm interviewing Killanova. I'll get their perspective. What else you got? Uh, well, I was. have you seen that David Draymond was on Tinder? <laughs> so lead singer of um, I th- I Disturbed. I, th- I think Torrin mentioned something this yeah. to us. But... So apparently it was on. I just thought it was funny because he, he basically somebody posted going like, is this a scam? Is somebody like pretending to be Dave Draymond on Twitter? I was like, nope, that's absolutely me. I'm on Tinder. He wants to find the right woman. Um, he made quite a good joke because somebody said like, "Oh, you're just on there to get laid." And Dave Draymond's like, oh, "I think I could just get laid if I wanted to get laid." To be fair, like, <laughs> I've got to say, he's a lead singer in a very popular metal band. I don't think he'd struggle to like get sex if he just wanted to have sex. Uh, which he kind of basically said, he goes, I'm willing to, I can get sex whenever I want if I'm willing to lower my standards, which he's not. He's looking for that special someone. Bless, Bless him. him. And it can't be easy, you know, 50-year-old, especially life of a musician. It's not an easy life with no touring and things. So uh, you probably do need someone who's quite supportive in, in what you do and things like that. Um, but yeah, but I thought his reaction was quite funny because basically he was on it for like, I don't know, it seems like he was on for about five minutes and he said, it's a colossal fucking nightmare. Um, this feels like social media in general to be fair what he said um, so he said basically he's not wrong he put holy he put holy fucking dumpster I think it means holy fucking dumpster fire Batman Tinder's an absolute shit show scammers grifters fakes and phonies what a nightmare deleted it dear lord <laughs> and that's where somebody said you're just trying to get laid and he was like nah I can get laid if I want which I'm sure he can yep I'm um, pretty sure he can as well he's just posted his, his house for sale or yep. something which is worth 5 million I don't Getting someone absolutely. Um, so yeah, but I thought it was quite funny. He, he could pay t- for it, couldn't he? If you wanted, really wanted it, he could pay for he it. He didn't have to pay for it, man. Groupies are bound. God knows, I'd be play, say, playing roulette that, or God knows what you'll walk away with. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So yes, I was. I thought I was just funny and a bit interesting. But you see, you know, if, everyone struggles finding love, man. Unlike me and you, who found my true love at the age of fourteen, and then we met our wives later on. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> You're waiting all your life. I have. How about you, boy lad? Uh, well, I've got two, which my first one kind of goes into don't be a dick. Don't be a dick, like. And I know how much you like a good segue. I thought going to say, I know how much you like a good dick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, you're not wrong. Well. <laughs> Dick Grayson, Dick Dastardly. I love all the dicks. Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke, right? <laughs> chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim <laughs> Now, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing the band name right, but forgive me if I am. Uh, Vulvadania, which are a South African band. Vulvadania. Is that spelled like Vulva? Uh, so, V U L V O D Y N I A. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> I basically, I'm not sure if you if you've seen on me Facebook. I posted, I reposted from what the band had left from when uh, the vocalist Duncan Bentley has assaulted the drummer Tom Hughes. It's really violent. The pictures were quite scary. Mm. 
It was like you blood can, on the floor, and his face was really a mess. You can uh, go on like the the band's social media page, Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, and you can see the photos. They're still there. But uh, basically, I um, Duncan Bentley. He's assaulted. Um, his drummer. Uh, literally just beat the shit out of him, and oh, it was threatening to kill him, etc. Uh, and apparently, it's not the first time he's done this. They've had altercations before, and mm-hmm. that he's. he's Battered him as well then, um. So it's it basically it, they've sacked, uh, Duncan Bentley basically. The fuck sacked him. He's yeah. done. Which, after you've seen them pictures, it's fucking like I mean, it's like his face is like it's not just a fight that was an assault. I mean, he sustains quite heavily injuries. He's got he's broken his nose. Oh, busted! Like his face was busted up. Was the blood on the floor and things was horrible to see. It looked like a, like a. Like a, well, it was a crime scene, I suppose. Uh, it it, it like looked that. like a crime scene. The pictures yeah, that that showed, yeah. do you know what I mean? Um, but before I go any further, respect to Tom Hughes because he continued mm-hmm. on with the tour with that broken nose as well. Oh, man, you all for the game, yeah, man. All for the what, game. Just for the love of metal. Metal as fuck. Yeah, so big respect to him for that. Now, Duncan Bentley has released his statement. Is this the, so this is the guy that assaulted the This is the, the guy who assaulted... The the drummer, the singer, and it is assault, and it sounds like, to be honest, it sounds like a history of abuse. Yeah, well, they're, they're blaming like alcohol-related issues. So he's got. So the, I was going to say like, why have they allowed him to get away with it before again? Because some people do give away. He's got problems and things, but I mean, this is the problem. If it's not addressed, it leads to, you know, what we've seen here. Mm. So it's kind of a lengthy, lengthy statement, but yeah, I can imagine. Um, I've tried to uh, pick out. Bits and pieces for because mm-hmm. so I'll basically I'll I'll, I'll read uh it's, like I say it's quite lengthy so I'll read into it for you so he's put uh, hello I'm writing to you all today with a heavy heart there's no easy way to talk about what happened recently but it's important that I do I've been silent until now because I was, I was stranded without means to communicate and I wanted to get uh, medically checked out before addressing what happened firstly first I own up. I own I own the band and crew, Tom, an apology. Apology seems so small in the face of what happened, but I need to offer it. I'm sorry for what happened in Prague. We shared uh, so many stages, so many good times, and never wanted the story to end on a night like that. I regret that our disagreement turned physical, and I take full responsibility for his part in it. Right. So he's taking responsibility straight away, which, you know, he, he could have... Try and made some bullshit excuse. So That's he, true, but he's putting his hands up. No, not what I know, and you know from history, when it comes to things like abuse, just because somebody owns up to it doesn't mean that's still not abuse. Yes, so of course. I get that he's owned up to it and he's kind of accepted responsibility. That, however, doesn't change the serious nature of the yeah. incident. So obviously, if and you remember, if it's repeated back the, the as band well. are accusing alcohol as being one of the the factors. The factors. It, yeah. So. To clear up any misconceptions, I want everyone to know that I've been sober since March 30th. Mm-hmm. I never tried to kill Tom, like all the headlines are saying. The reason our argument started that night was because I was wrongly accused of drinking while I was actually sober, taking care of my bandmates who were themselves drinking. The frustration of seeing our hard-earned band funds being used on drink, drugs and lap dances, etc., and then being accused of drinking myself when I was merely tired, escalated an already ex- existing tension 
Uh, the measure of funds had been a recurring event since the band bank funds had been transferred to Tom's name. Right. So apparently on that night of the altercation, he was sober. Right. And the other band members were the ones who were drunk. Well. So this comes down to, there's always three sides of every story. There's mm-hmm. going to be the bands, there's going to be Duncan's, and there's going to be the truth. And it lies somewhere in between yeah. the two perspectives, as the truth always does. He continues, this isn't the first time that Tom and I have had a physical altercation. Uh, on our third European tour, Tom uh, Tom choked uh, him out. Basically, he choked the singer out. So Tom right. attacked him. So there's a history of violence. So there's a history of violence between them. So Tom choked me out, pulling out of the tour van uh, during a heated argument, leaving me feeling betrayed and hurt. Then in the uh, Philippines, I attacked him in a drunken rage after not having slept properly and having to deal with grief from a death of the family member. I'm not proud of these incidents, and uh, they are not... Not an excuse for my behaviour, but I do not make it clear. I need to make it clear, sorry, that these were isolated events and that Tom and I have had many positive experiences together as friends and bandmates. <clears throat> I must ask you all, though, if you were in our shoes and witnessed two bandmates fighting, wouldn't you try and help both parties involved? Just because Tom's external injuries were more visible doesn't mean that I also wasn't injured and needed support. It's devastating experience to be abandoned by people you considered your family for so long. I, I get what he's saying, but also <clears throat> when you see the videos, you're the guy that doesn't look like a normal fight. That man, that has he, been part of them. He's like <laughs> he's saying, like, well, I, I haven't had any visit, but I might be injured as well. Yeah, but again, I mean, it's hard to take a side in this. But when you look at the pictures and it, what happened, that doesn't look like a fight. Mm. That looks like an assault. And you say, if one of them's how drunk has he, has the guy been? So the drummer, has he been so drunk that he couldn't defend himself? Mm-hmm. You know, this guy seems frustrated. That, that, he's that he's could be, been sober. That's worse, isn't it, though? Because, like you say, if he's intoxicated and can't defend himself and he's still going to batter him, yeah. do you know what I mean? He should have had some restraint and had on his... Or it could have been the other guy started it, but, again, that doesn't, you know, the level of violence. Mm. And he said, like, it was like, they were saying they're trying to kill him again as well, because that's what it looks like. And you don't know what you say it was it a rage? Well then you might have been, but you just you know, yeah. It's very strange, isn't it? It is. So like I say, it's 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 kinda lengthy. Um but he's never felt so heartbroken. Losing everything you've worked for, everything you've loved in a moment is a pain I wouldn't wish on anyone. That moment was being uh, pinned by the police against the wall, begging bandmates for help through my tears. Uh, will stay with me forever abandoned blocked and written off by my closest brothers it's a pain that words carefully capture can't fully capture sorry <clears throat> it's disheartening to see my former bandmates resorting to name calling and character uh, assassination in an attempt to silence my side of the story their accusations of me being a, a manipulator, psychopath and compulsive liar are not only baseless, but only a clear indication of how far they're willing to go to snuff my voice and justify their actions. I urge everyone to take a step back and evaluate the situation from all angles before jumping to conclusions or making hasty judgments. Mm, seeing like kind of, <clears throat> again, it's like, just trying to say well, why this happened but it's you know it's like one of those things again it's just because I've seen the pictures like if it was just a fight like uh, there was um, a story about Crazy Town remember them I they're still going apparently and they had a fight 
Like the two, I think it's the two cool vocalists. I don't remember their, their names and their daft nicknames I've got. But they had like a, a, a scuffle on stage. But then later on, they released a statement saying, "Look, it was just a scuffle. We're like brothers. We've been together so many years. We just had a falling out." This isn't that incident. This isn't a scuffle. This was like a brutal, brutal beating. And it's kind of saying like, and again, it's like being held by the police officers. Shout, what are your bandmates supposed to do? They're not, they're not looking after the guy that's had his face like, rearranged and oh, bleeding he's on the lying floor. on the floor, yeah. And again, sometimes injuries are not that bad. You can bleed a lot from injuries, but it's like, what do you expect me to do? You're being arrested for assault. And again, if the police have turned up and you're the sober one and everyone else is drunk, then usually you'd be able to explain yourself better than the other parties. So I think, again, as you say, the, the truth will lie somewhere in the middle. And I very much doubt it's an unprovoked incident. I don't think it's probably... There's always usually some provocation, but that doesn't justify that type of action. Totally though, agree. Totally agree. Um, but again, has there been a history of abuse? And It seems like it, doesn't it? Yeah, and it seems like just if, in violence in general, and it seems like maybe a tumultuous So sort he's of released a statement, he's admitted to two counts when he's attacked him, but there's been times when Tom's come out and attacked him. Yeah. So like I say, there's obviously a history of abuse, but like I say, that, 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 those pictures, man, it, it, it's hard to look. Mm. It's hard to look at, look at him, bless him. Um, but I do feel for uh, Duncan's family. Because Duncan's family's got nothing to do with this. Mm. Duncan is the one who is responsible. And Duncan's family's had death threats. His family, his wife. Oh, his that's friend. fucking shit, man. So they've got they've gone out and they've personally gone out after his family. Do not go after the man's family. It's it's not the family. Don't go after the man at the end of the day. Like It's one of those things like death threats. And so, first of all, the death threats. Nowadays, when you have the people being sent death threats, it happens all the fucking time. It's oh, just definitely. keyboard warriors, like fucking, if they were confronted, then they wouldn't be saying that type of shit. But it's just fucking, it's just trolling, to be fair. These people don't actually care. It is, care but at the same time, the can you imagine that's going to put stress on his missus? Oh, no, no I, I'm just saying, though, like, people do it for that reason. Mm. They don't do it because they care about the band. They don't do it because they're fans of the band. They do it because there's an excuse to do some trolling, because that's what they like to do, because yeah. they're fucking pathetic little morons. Sat behind their keyboards, fucking with nothing else better so to do with their lives. He's, he's just basically, he's all he's asked is they're innocent, so to stop and leave them out of it. Yeah. Because it's got nothing to do with them. A very kind of <clears throat> reasonable request, let's put yeah. it that way. Like I say, they've done out. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They've done out. A shitty situation all around, really, isn't it? So, but like I say, there's it is a massive statement that he's, it's on his Instagram. You can't leave comments on it because he's turned comments off on it. Probably for the best, mm-hmm. to be honest. But if you go on Metal Injection, which is where I've gotten the statement from, the, it's got it all there. the the comments that people's left in there, that some of them are not pretty. Some of them feel sympathy towards them. Like it's, a it's one of those things. Look, when you one or two of them like are just damn right fucking hateful. You've got you'll have like it's, you get all the colours of the internet when you get this type mm-hmm. of thing. The daft thing is, had he not released that statement uh, again, I know he's trying to defend himself. Uh, you know, we've heard this expression for years. Today's newspapers, tomorrow's chip paper. Mm. It would have blown over, but because he's come up with a statement, it's just brought it back again. Do you know what I mean? It yeah, would have. That, I think that was the third when that those pictures were released of it, when he got like. Yeah, and battered. then it's come back again. It's just in the um, news cycle. It's like, well, I get it though. If they've been receiving death threats and stuff like that, then fair enough. You need to come up and kind of ask people to stop that shit. But it's just one of the fucking. It's just. Sad, really, isn't it, that it gets to that point? But there's definitely something 
I mean, there's a history there of violence, and I think there needs to be. I just hope that they all get the help that they, like they, they need. Yeah. So if he's struggling with things, and say Which, it sounds like he was struggling with grief as he well. Goes, at one point he goes so. in that he's got his own mental health issues, and he's yeah, take, that's he's, no excuse, though. he's taking a step. Oh, of course not. No. I'm just explaining that. That's, yeah, no, that's I, what I, he, I know. I'm just saying, but like, but yeah. um, he's he's gonna step take a step back from all social media, of course, which you know you can't blame him. Um, all these projects and stuff, uh, work on himself, better himself, and he's hoping to come back and hopefully change people's opinions of him when he gets back. He's obviously not going to be singing for that band, but whatever project he comes up with or does, he's hoping to try and change people's opinions of him. Well, it's one of those things. If that's Basically, what what's he going to do to make people forgive him? Mm. That's the question. He's, one of the things, mate, it'll just be, he'll have his supporters, yeah, he'll yeah. get forgotten about, he'll you know, move on. Well, that, yeah, cause, Something else will come up in the news cycle that'll yeah. eclipse Because look, it, look at Tim Lambesas of uh, Azalea Dine. You know I mean, he tried to hire a hitman to murder his wife, and yeah. he's pretty much been forgiven, hasn't he? So. Uh, it's just, it's just, it just blows over after the time you get to that point in the news cycle so fast nowadays. Mm. Things just get forgotten about. Do you know what I mean? Like, very, very quickly now. So, yeah, it's just... it's just. Yeah, so, you can probably guess who's uh, Don't Be a Fucking Dick. <laughs> I don't think that we need to explain them no. out. Because... Uh, yeah. Every person on the internet that trolls included. That's yeah, I suppose, yeah. Stuff. Sending that death means. threats to Duncan's family, as well as Duncan himself for beating the shit out of his drummer. Um, yeah. Just, just, fucking, just fucking stupid. Don't be a fucking bellend. Exactly. Exactly. And a speedy recovery to Tom. Tom yeah. Hughes. And again, massive respect for continuing that tour with a fucking uh, all bandaged up and everything. I was going to say, it, was, it wasn't just like, again, if you look at the pictures, it's not just a broken nose. Well, they've been like... taking pictures from our, like, the, even though, like, because I follow them on Instagram and Facebook, and so they've been taking pictures from the stage, and he's constantly, you know, he's got, he's got the, he's constantly bandaged up, even though he's there uh, playing. So, mm. you know, he must be fucking in pain. When he's playing, yeah, must be fucking that. I mean, it's dedication that man. It's dedication. Like I say, it's for the love of metal. So, and then you get people are cancelling gigs and that because they feel stressed and things, which is you know, fair enough. Amazing to do that, but being a musician's a fucking stressful job. Mm-hmm. It is, especially with a, a manga face. Talking to people with abuse, sort of substance abuse issues, and things, and hopefully getting the help. You've seen what's happened with Bam Margera recently. Uh, there's been quite. We haven't talked about it really because it seems to be something new every week. Uh, yeah, he's... Um, but he has turned himself in. So basically, he's for those that don't know the history of Bam. Obviously, he was in Jackass many years ago, but he's had a lot of substance abuse issues yep. over the last few years. Um, he's threatened to kill members of his family. He's obviously got Jeff Tremaine's family as well during yeah, Jackass. He's got. He's obviously got some. He's got a lot of sort of um, things that he needs to deal with. In a, in a professional manner, I think. Uh, but sadly, it led to the point where there was a warrant out for his arrest. He has handed himself in now, which means, you know, hopefully that'll work in his favour. And also, here, it hopefully, he will get the help that he that he needs. Because even once he returned himself in, he was still calling his family and things. Um, kind of saying he hated them because of, you know, they put him in a facility and things like that. Um so yeah, he was missing for I think a week or two after a one for his arrest went out, but he's kind of turned himself in and 
I know he's had help before and then we kind of relapsed, but let's hope he, he does get what the help he needs now and he can turn He, he turn wants to be careful because he late. hasn't got how many bridges he's got left because Steve-O, who's pretty much, because he's been doing that road, the same road as uh, Bamajawa, been in a dark a place. Of, yeah. yeah, he had a lot of substance and issues he's, and things. He's completely U-turned and changed his life around. Yeah. So Steve-O's kind of like he's main supporter now and you need to be careful Steve will just uh, eventually Steve will turn his back yeah if he's going to turn on everyone it's one of those things we, you, you know if you start turning over you can't expect everyone to be around you know everyone has a limit on that type I think of thing it, I think it was November I think Steve had him on his, uh, his podcast yeah um, now like the, the, the van thing that he does yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. wild ride right. yeah, yeah. Um, which is absolutely fantastic it's a great, great podcast you've never listened to it yeah, you get some, um, but I he had Bam on do you know what I mean yeah. he let him tell his story, show his you know his issues and stuff? But uh, I think he even told him then, like, look, you need to sort yourself out because otherwise I'm kind of gonna be done. He's, everyone's got a limit, and it's you know you, you can't, and it's very hard being the person that gives that support because when you do hit that limit, a it's very stressful at the time if the person's constantly testing you, mm-hmm. constantly pushing the boundaries of what your limits are mm-hmm. in terms of what you'll tolerate in yep. terms of help. Um, but then there's the guilt that person's going to ultimately yep. is the the person that ends up. They say this situation will be stable that ends up in the the worst position because he'll have the guilt of having to turn his back or not offer the help anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll be because that's the best thing. You've got to put your well being and things first. Really, it's kind of one of those things that you, yes, help other people, but look after yourself first. There's no point. Thank you. Perfectly said. Kind of. Perfectly said. Um being detrimental to your mental health to try and help improve somebody else's, particularly if they're, like, they're a lost cause uh, and they're not going to help themselves. That's that's when the limit happens. If they're not helping themselves, your helping is just going to bury you in deeper. Yep. I had this many years because my mum had a lot of mental health issues and my there was a doctor who said to me, um, you know, you can't spend the rest of your life kind of trying to help your mum through this every single time because you would have episodes and stuff again. It's not not down to it wasn't her fault. It was just it was problems she had after her. Um a, a horrible history she had. Um but a doctor told me and it was kinda of, was a revelatory moment for me. And I appreciate the doctor doing that and not like kind of sugarcoating and just saying, look, you kinda of do this because you'll just end up making your life harder. And it's like your mum doesn't want that for you. You don't want that for you. You'll just keep trying, but it won't actually help. These issues will not be helped by you. They have to be helped by a professional. Um, and it was nothing bad. She wasn't abusive towards me or anything. She just suffered with like mental health issues. Um, and he said, you know, you can't live your life kind of worrying about that. Which you will anyway, but he was right. As in, it can't be a priority because otherwise you just end up... It, that support wasn't going to help because it was, you know, it had to be professional help. Yep. Um, still support that person do you know what I mean but don't try and be the primary take out all the responsibility because all that will happen is eventually it'll get on top of you and it'll drag you down and then who's going to be helping you up it's one of those things mm-hmm. so I know a lot of people out there might be experiencing things like that but it, you can't and you, there's times when you just have to cut ties this is as simple as that you just go ah, I'm done and it's not easy to do it's not um, sometimes it just takes one behaviour I heard a story recently of some old friends like this similar situations happened um but yeah sometimes it just has to be you know what i'm done 
and I've done it before in my past with people I've known, mm-hmm. uh, even people I've loved, and then just went, nah, I'm done. Um, but hey ho, there you go. Like it's just that's part of life at the end yep, of the day. I'm the same. I've had to do it. Uh, you're not gonna, you're not gonna make it any better. You're just gonna make yourself worse, and that person's probably not gonna get any better. Sometimes it's the moment when that support's gone, and they have the bottom of the barrel moment. Sometimes that actually turns out to be the the turnaround. That you go and put a limit and go, nah, I'm done. When they realise that one person that constantly supported them, didn't matter what they did, they realised, well, even that person who's had my back the whole time is now not there for us. And it was kind of like what um, the whole thing with Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. He had a moment where even Kevin Smith kind of said, no, I think you come round to the house when Kevin it was Kevin's daughter was really young, mm-hmm. and I think he'd be under the influence of substances, and he and Kevin was like, uh-uh, nope, not anymore, not doing I this anymore. I think he was living with him? Or something like that. I can't remember the story. It's been a while since I heard it, but I know that was it, and it was the moment that made him kind of realise, oh, crap, even Kev's like saying, nope, no more. You know, I'll put up with a lot. I'm not putting up with this, because he was obviously had a young, young, his daughter was very young at the time, I remember. Um, but that time was the turning point for him, and I know I think they've got a podcast now, which is based around his it's, sobriety. I was just about to say the, the podcast it's been going for some time. Is so that just Jane and Bob get old? Is that I the think one? that's I, the one? I Jane and Bob get old. And I know um, at the beginning of every episode, the idea is they announce how many, like how many days he's had so far. I'm not sure if it's actually still going. I don't know because um, it, it has been many years. Uh, but Kevin Smith said he'll keep the podcast going as long as he stays sober. I know you haven't watched the thing, but we'll maybe to pick up next week. But if, I, I'll, I'll just tell you now: if anyone is familiar with Kevin Smith, or just isn't, but I think it's an important thing. He came out recently and did a video talking about um, mental health. He basically had a complete break from reality. Um, it was an interesting watch in terms of watching his stuff over the years and how you know, kind of any content that he's in. You always seem to have quite overly sort of, sort of fake reactions to things and he's he was almost like a cartoon character and it turned out it was it was basically a persona that he put on and he had a complete break from reality thinking that there was like two kevs and it wasn't kind of in a, a manic way or anything like that it was just that he put on this persona for years uh, and it turns out he was actually a victim of um sexual abuse when he was very very young um oh, wow. it was an incident between i won't go into details can not be triggering for some people but it was basically involved like an older child and another child of his age and then playing doctor under the influence of this older child. And it was basically took someone to tell him, like, he went, because he went to a facility and it was all related to this. But what led to it, he went in and he just basically said, I'm not me. Like, it's just this other person. I've completely lost the actual person that I am. Because if you know Kevin Smith, he's always on social media. He's very much, you know, always doing promotion and things like that. And he, he's a big character. But it turns out that, you know, it was kind of almost he'd split himself into two. But he thought he'd actually lost the real person because he just the other he always says that the other guy kind of took control and I think it was dealing with situations that kind of having that persona and we all do that to a point, don't we? We'll put a, a face on and a mask. Um but it's very interesting. I anyone that was listening and the the thing that got me was it was, you know, he's a very famous person, he's a very successful man. Um yeah, obviously people might not like his movies, however, he's in terms of beyond films, he's podcasts and things and he does a lot of stuff. But it was released through People magazine did the video. 
and it's just him talking for 35 minutes in front of a camera. You can tell it, you know, it isn't the normal, like what we think is the normal Kevin Smith. You can tell he's emotionally and he's struggling to share this stuff. But I thank him for doing it because it was really important. And I'll be honest, there's some stuff he talked about, which we've touched upon, not anything to do with sexual abuse, but some of the stuff, personality traits that he's had um, that hit me quite fucking hard, to be fair. Like, I was like, fuck me, that's me. And the stuff I've talked about when I've been doing therapy sessions. So, again, he talks about a wide range of things. And I think it's just important that to watch that and go, this, it doesn't matter how much money you've got or how successful you are, in inverted commas, everyone can suffer from these type of things. And it's important that we all get help. Because he basically disappeared from month and went to a facility and basically had a month off and kind of found himself again. Um, and he says he's not going to do social media as much. He's not doing as much sort of stuff. He stopped smoking weed um, and things like that. And I listened to one of his podcasts recently, and you could tell there was a bit of a change. And he seemed like he was enjoying himself, to be fair. But he wasn't kind of exactly extorting Kev as he has been yeah. for years. Um, again, I'm not saying the because the, I know there's a lot of talk about weed and mental health. I don't think he was even saying it was the weed was the cause. He was just saying, I was using that as a way to numb the stuff and kind of... Do you know? I think it's almost like saying like that other guy, this persona. Fair, though, he created, it was probably just weed. as well he was using it though, because remember when he had that. Well, they said I when you had his heart attack. If he hadn't been smoking weed, mm-hmm. he might have died because it relaxed him so much. But not uh, anyone, even if it's just interested either in him or just you know a very frank discussion about mental health and you know as someone of you know that's willing to come out and talk about it. I think quite fresh. I don't think he'd been out the facility a lot, um, but it's just another highlight of why professional help's important. And again, it's one of those things that we, there is more of a stigma over here regarding things like therapy and professional help, even though people are quite happy to go to doctors and get things prescribed. Yep. You know, therapies are, are usually a, a, a better way and at least should be done alongside any kind of uh, subscription drugs, whatever you uh, you have prescription. I'm not saying they're bad, it's just that it shouldn't be the only thing, really. Yeah. Because you're not addressing the issues, you're just kind of sticking a... Like I say. Sticking a, a last plaster over it, yeah. really, but you'll still be left with the scars. A bandage or... Yeah, and it's only temporary, isn't it? You'll still be left with the scars and the wounds heal, so you need to deal with the scars. So, um, but yeah, shout out to Kevin Smith for that. And again, if you manage to watch it, maybe we'll, we'll do a bit of a deeper dive into the stuff yep. that he said. Um, but I'll try and get it watched uh, yeah, this see, week. It's 35 minutes, and what I'd say is it's not an easy watch. I think even if, especially if you're a fan of his, um, because it's, you know, it does kind of dig deep into stuff. So, But shout out to him for releasing that. Obviously, we're big Kevin Smith fans anyway. Yeah. Um, but a lot of respect to anyone that comes out. And we see more and more people doing it, celebrities and things, talking about their mental health struggles, which I think is important that to, to normalise the treatment more than anything else. Um, is important. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. So a bit of a digression there. Yes. Yes, indeed. But yes, indeed. Again, it's important that you look after yourself and you get the help that you need. And if you're not sure what that help is, if you things like therapy or counselling, you might not know what type. You can go to a lot of organisations. They'll do introductory ones. Um, you can get free mental health services through the NHS. Um, a lot of the time you just you can self-refer you don't need a doctor's referral and um, for instance I, th- oh, I can't remember what their name is but there's a service like newcastle gateshead but every single local authority like will have like a local nhs mental health team and they can do things via phone what have you if you can afford to pay for therapy privately 
and um, that's a good way to do it as well because you know there's actually better health and i'm sure there's other one better better help um, and there's other ones you can use as well but it's important that you know you get the help that you need and if you're not sure what help you need ask simple as that someone's always out there to help you there is someone out there to help you whether or not you know for every budget as well um i know getting through the nhs is a bit of a longer thing but it's better to be on the waiting list than not and again the self-referral stuff i think it's called gated talks and gated because just because i've used it previously um but there is you know you can just put in your area mental health services and you'll get a list yeah on the nhs on the apps and things like that yeah any other news from you bonnie lad uh my last one again it will it'll go into our other uh, instead of not the opposite of don't be a dick be, be excellent, excellent to, each, to each, other. each other so and shikari you heard a little bit of shikari shikari uh, I think they're playing slam dunk at the end of the I month I think so I think they are yeah yeah I think so so they've announced uh, they're going to be doing a 2024 uh, UK tour mm-hmm. and have said one pound of every ticket sold yep. from their arena tour Will be donated to uh, small grassroots venues. Oh, really? So to support venues, that's really cool. Mm. That is really cool because it's one of those things that when you when a band becomes so big, you you kind of play the small venues because especially you think with ticket touts, we've seen big bands do that and preparing the fucking band the prices. Yeah, of like the ticket tout tickets go daft high. So the band cool, the band said the gesture comes as independent venues face closure due to COVID and cost of living. Uh, every time we lose mm. another one, we lose a vital part of our culture," said the lead singer, uh, Will Reynolds. Uh, it was. It says earlier this week, but it was back on the third of May when it was released. Because obviously we're having recording sometime. But earlier this week, uh, London's infamous uh, Printworks venue hosted its final show. Yeah, Printworks. Yeah. yeah despite being recognised as one of the the best clubs in the world, it's now set to become an office block. Which is mad in the wake of the pandemic because there's so much many, many so many more people working from home and things. The thought they might have to reduce that, which it turns out I know a lot of companies are ordering everyone back in the office five days a week. So, yeah, one, one in five uh, nightclubs have closed since the pandemic and the music venue mm. trust says 30% of UK music venues also face closure as costs spiral. I think we've, we haven't lost a lot of venues in Newcastle, but we don't have a ton anyway we have a load of li- cool little venues little buildings say the Lubba Fiend is a really good venue Anarchy um, Brewery Star and Shadow Cinema are they still a venue Anarchy Brewery's mm. got one um, so we have got some really cool little venues putting on like a great variety of shows as Downcast, well Downcast I won't forget Downcast Downcast Studios of course yeah which we've talked about a lot because we go down there a fair bit um, so there is some great venues and I think the the scene is quite thriving in the northeast at the minute for like grassroots bands um, but yeah it's you know again because we don't have that many in the northeast then what we do have you know we want to make sure stays open but a really cool that's an awesome idea from I Alex hope Shikari. other bands jump on that as well because mm. look at like you go back to the the idea of like the eighties with Metallica, Anthrax, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I bet, I bet the bigger bands at the time didn't help them. So, be different. Yeah. Listen, small little gesture like that, one pound off your ticket sales. What, what's that to them? Yeah, yeah. Like Slipknot, Metallica, Slipknot. Like, yeah, you know I mean, those type of bands could, could do that. Yeah. And then you've got Bruce Springsteen going, why shouldn't all this money go to the band? Oh, why can't we put the tickets up to staff prices so we can get paid more money? Fucking prick. Mm-hmm. God, I hate that man now. So, big, big shout out to Ennis Shikari for that. Yeah, that's awesome. 
that's really really cool and uh it's uh you know uh, i mean again yes, yeah, I, the I, bands I themselves are struggling as well because a lot of the bands are well, that, that's like point you just said there the merchandise ba- i can imagine and enter chicago are struggling themselves and they've still gone ahead and done that yeah right it's because we talk about the merchandise thing they're having to give away if, so if, much of the revenue now it's getting ridiculous i went to joe bonamassa last night it was 35 quid a t-shirt and all he had was he had two t-shirts for sale and a bag and that was it and i wonder i was like mm, i wonder if they're just selling it online so just from one show it's gonna be a couple of grand per show that they do yeah do you know what i mean so, so it's going out their pockets so that's cool though i don't know how that'll work or how that gets distributed i don't know if there's something I'd set up pass i'm not sure yeah. what areas it's well uh, hopefully it goes to the right places yeah. yeah yeah but yeah we don't want to see these places and also we've said before go to your local gigs you know they're usually inexpensive gigs. support your local bands uh, make sure you buy a couple of drinks while you're there mm-hmm. as well just help the guys at the bar and stuff like that and if you can't afford some merch great they say that merch is usually cheaper mm-hmm. i think when we went to cruelty my friend uh, Paul got a t-shirt for like 20-25 quid and say bands now are 35 quid main bands it's like I'm not paying that money no well, I've seen uh, Sabaton they were 40 40 for a t-shirt for Sabaton in Glasgow was 40 <sighs> that's mad that and that was for every band that was for Lordy and Bay Metal 40 pound a t-shirt it's like fucking Gucci territory that man I think it was uh, 84 uh, that's mad do you not just think you're pricing so, yeah, I know you'll make more per T-shirt, but will that make up for the lack of T-shirts sold? Because I, I can't see... But again, though, is that because they're going, well, we're getting hit by the venues taking a shitload of money off anyway, so we may as well just price it that. I don't know. But I kind of see them selling... I suppose it's an extra tenner per T-shirt, but I thought there'd be, I thought there'd be a lot of people going, I'm not buying a T-shirt. And this comes from a man who has thousands of fucking gig t-shirts in his drawers and refuses to get rid of a lot of the old ones i've got stuff going back to the early 2000s but do you not reckon that's going to be yeah. i'd be interested to see if they're selling because they must be selling less t-shirts at that price to have them made up that money or if i had to sold them at 25 pound would have actually made more money overall because they've sold more units oh, i don't know that's a good question isn't it yeah very good question i don't know I think I've said before my gig. I think my gig T-shirt days after yeah. it went above twenty-five quid. I remember. I remember I didn't get a Slipknot to our T-shirt because when it, that was the first band I saw, twenty-five pound was when I went to see Slipknot many years ago, and I never got one because I was like, even at twenty-five quid, I was like, and it would be smaller bands I would buy T-shirts for. That's what I'm trying to do now. Buy the yeah. the smaller band shirts because you know they'll appreciate the money more, mm. and they tend to be a bit cheaper. You know, very very simple. Thirty five pounds. Uh, the, I think the I think the majority of them go twenty. Uh, sorry, uh, fifteen. Fifteen twenty yeah. quid, which is great. That's a good. And uh, a lot of them do like a like a bundle for fifteen, or maybe it's for like twenty pounds. CD or whatever. CD shirt, patch, half yeah. patched. Yeah, you know I mean, that's what we're for. Like doing mm. a bundle. Oh. Do like I love get a big. You feel like you're getting a bargain, like. Yeah, you're getting a good bargain. Getting a good bargain, like. Good bargain. Eh. Uh, Anyway, you just want to talk about matey? No, mate. Anything? Like I said, uh, and the Chicago, the the be excellent guys this year. This year, this Fucking year. Fucking hell! Sorry, you just finished with me. It's all right. Sorry, thanks. Actually, we'll we'll move on to pop culture because it's still time with your pop culture. Pop culture. So okay. we'll go pop some cultures, mate. We'll pop some culture. Let's go pop some cultures. And now it is time for the pop culture corner. Breathing. I know what you want to talk about. What do I want to talk How about? How are then? You big nord. You big nord. <laughs> a proper nord, you like. 
Come on. Well, the new Legend of Zelda's out. Video games. Yeah. Sad bastard. New Legend of Zelda's out. Legend of Zelda. Not interested? that new though, from what I've heard. I mean, I don't. Well, play, but... to be honest with you, personally, it's half. It's exact same as you start off exactly the same. I'm looking at it and comparing it to Breath of the Wild, and it's what? That's it. That, that's it's a, the same it, map, isn't it? It pretty much. It's yeah. exact same map. Um, just obviously reskinned a little bit. Mm. <laughs> um, you've got like a. Because obviously you've got, a, you've got like a sky area now. Um, but it, I, every time I just, yeah, that happened in number one. It's exactly the same. Does it feel a bit like a, a Force Awakens type of deal? Like <laughs> hitting the same beats or <laughs> Ghostbusters Afterlife for those that are aye, kinda, kind of kinda. repeating the same stuff again? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, I probably the best way to explain it. I like Force Awakens. How long? How long has it been between games then? So, Breath of the Wild came out uh, on the Wii U. That's when that originally. Oh yeah, came out. was it? I, so well, it was the end of the Wii U though. It was the first. Yes. Was it on the Switch as well? Was it, it a launch title on the Switch? It was, but uh, it wasn't. So I think it was like a, a year or so, like towards the end of the Wii U. So um, I think I had like a year or so on the. On the Wii U first. But it seems like it's been enough time that they could have come up with a new map. Mm. It's basically what I was getting at. Oh, wait, I'm with you. I'm with you. So what's the crack then? What, so it's the same map. What, what else about it's, the Wii um, It's going to get very tedious very quickly. Yeah? Really? Mm. Ooh. Right, so... Because you've got a lot of... Um, like. So the, you haven't got a lot of land, so basically you've got a lot of water, and you've got stamina, and you can only swim so far. Because if when your stamina runs out, that's it. You're going to drown. Yeah. Um... So to get to like one part of an island to another one to cross some water, you have to then build your stamina. You have to like no no you have to chop down because you get like this ability where you can like mold stuff like and create like a, a raft. So basically it's like a little building yeah. thing, right? So you have to chop down four trees, three to four trees, build a raft, and then put your uh, <laughs> you put your sail on, uh, and just it's very tedious just to cross a little bit of patch of water to maybe just jump in a quick shrine, do the little puzzle, and then you're back out. And I can just say it being very tedious. So doing that same action over and over again. Yeah. Is there many more different gameplay mechanics? The only thing, I, they've changed the abilities. Mm, that's um, something. They've changed the abilities slightly. Uh, like I say, you can now mould um, items together. So you can literally put two weapons. So you can get like a javelin and then attach a sword to it. Do you know what I mean? That's a canny javelin. Uh, that's right? a canny javelin, isn't it's it? A swevelin. <laughs> a javelord. Oh, <laughs> Something like Mini Braban that we are Javalord. <laughs> Copyright, do. can't steal it. <laughs> so yeah, I do as much as I do like it, I still feel like it's gonna be very tedious. Is it very have the deviate well, because like Zelda's usually a big deal and they generally get reviewed very well. Has, mm-hmm. how, have you seen any reviews from this one? I haven't, no. No, so it's been interesting. I mean I've literally that. just I've dived straight into it myself. I've only had a couple hours on it, to be fair. Uh, I'll be definitely. That's what I'll be doing. A couple hours. Look at that. Thirty-six hours played. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> no, I've had a couple of hours. I'll delve delve more into it uh, through the day tomorrow. Yeah. Um. Get a few more hours into it, but yeah, it it feels like exactly the same as Breath of the Wild. I don't feel like there's much change. No. Obviously, the story. It's a, it, a different. It's a different story. I'll I'll hold off to say yes. It's a lot of shade when I. Finish it. <laughs> well, no, but like you say, not to but at the be minute, disappointed. Like the same map and stuff, I feel that would be disappointing. The visuals, no, not really changing the visuals. 
what the fuck have they been doing? Uh, <laughs> like all this development time was it like did they forget? It was like you had to do your homework, so you just took an old piece of homework and then with, like, slightly change it. With the pandemic and stuff, I don't think there were. This is just my opinion, so don't give us wang. Uh, anyone, any Nintendo nerds out there, don't give us wang. But um, I'm, I, I feel as if they weren't sure what console to bring it on. I wasn't sure. Do you think that the do you think that it's kind of they didn't they thought there might be a new switch by now or a new console something. and they've gone ah it's going to be a couple of years yet so we need to get something out to mm-hmm. keep because there's not a lot there's not loads of games for the switch like, that's a, one of the problems I always had right Nintendo but consoles you said all. it before with the the Wii U when they released Breath of the Wild on on the Wii U so could this nobody bought that um, no you're right it did very poorly until it came out on the Switch. Yeah, because nobody bought the Wii U. Yeah. They didn't know what it was. Uh, yeah, it seems a bit of a, like... So it, from what I've seen, it just seems everyone's this, a bit like... This eh. could be, like, the end of the Switch. Do you know what I mean? Like, with this could it be like, the final big, big game from Nintendo for the Switch? I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe it's in, a, in another year or so. We'll, well see to be fair, whatever success there's going to be. With the Switch, this is one of the problems I've got with the Switch. So the Mario Kart they released is just Mario Kart from the Wii U. Mm-hmm. With a few extra bits on it. Mm-hmm. Same with Smash Brothers. But it's, it's the called exact Deluxe. Same yeah, but it's because it's basically all the DLCs in it, and yeah. I think they keep on releasing additional stuff. They do. Same with Mario. And I understand they can kind of get away with that because nobody bought the Wii U. Mm-hmm. I've got one because I got it cheap. Um, and it is a great console, to be fair. Like, It's one of those things where it's like, you know, people probably didn't play the Wii U, so they got a lot of value out of it. But for me, because I had a Wii U and I had a lot of them games, it was like, man, I mean, I've got a Switch and I enjoy it. But I still like the Nintendo for the for releases. Like the first party stuff's brilliant, but I don't think it's enough really for on the consoles to keep me. In. I don't think I'll be getting the next Switch like because it's just not enough. I found myself even with the um, main consoles like I'm just like nah, I didn't think there's not really. I'm gonna PS5. They've got the only like one or two little side, um, like probably probably um, like side businesses like called platinum games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do um, Astral Chain, which is yeah. absolutely fantastic. Um, and I th- think they also do the Bayonetta series. All right, yeah. Because so. they did one. But it's just, I don't know. Like, for me, I mean, if you're, like, I'm expecting, you know, probably Nintendo sort of fans will love it. But normally when you think of oh. Nintendo, the, the titles that you go to was Mario and Zelda. Mm-hmm. And the Mario, I played the Mario Odyssey and it was brilliant. Mm. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it and I see like the games I have played but I don't think there's enough on the Switch not so, to keep me interested yeah, anyway yeah hands down for and me I the think Switch well because I've got Steam Deck now as well I'm like well I only mm. need one handhold console really and yeah. it's that so it's yeah. still to me it's still my favourite uh, console so far like the Switch yeah yeah. Uh, just everything about it yeah. fanboy oh, yeah. Yeah. Nintendo I'll, I'll t- fanboy I'll oh, take love it. you Mario I'll take that. It's Tempe, a beard boy. Is that racist? <laughs> a little bit. I don't think it is, because, well, then Mario's racist, because I was literally just doing Mario's voice. I wasn't even doing an Italian voice. It was just doing <laughs> Mario's voice, which is kind of a bit... kind of. It's funny that you can still get away with that, isn't it? Um, Have you see seen the Mario car? movie, by any chance? No, because I'm an adult. <laughs> really? Yeah, well, I know I don't look like it, but I am an adult. I. No, just because you don't act like an adult. <laughs> I know I don't act like one, but I am one. Oh, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> That's very adult like. <laughs> you want to see my DVD collection? I've got a load of adult movies. Oh, I bet you do. <laughs> um, I was playing, well, I've been playing um, Jedi Survivor and I, I rinsed it like because I took a couple of days off work because I'm proper sad as well because I like video games and I like Star Wars. 
which I've really enjoyed. It's kind of a bit like sort of Legend of Zelda. They've what just number one? Well, in a way, yeah, because obviously a lot of the mechanics, the you know the base mechanics are the same. But I will give them credit; they didn't go. Let's find a way to reset everything because there's been games like they did it in the Arkham series. So you get all these upgrades, and then by the end of the by the beginning of the next game, something happens and you lose them all, and you've got to get them all back. They haven't done that. You pretty much start off the second game how you ended the first game with the same. Um, you've got all your stances, you've got all your sort of abilities and things to a point, and then you build on that. So I've enjoyed that, and they've put new stances in and things. But no, I've really enjoyed it. Although there has been like performance issues and things. Look, I wasn't playing on PC; I was playing on Xbox. I was just about to say a PC version is. Abysmal. Apparently, yeah. Difficult just to hold 30 frames. Aye. Um, I, I don't know if it's been patched or anything yet. Even on the Xbox Series X, which I know is a console, so it's not as powerful, but it, it struggles on performance mode. Oh. I've had crashes. It fucking glitches. Like, it struggles to do the bloody credit sequence at the beginning. Oh, wow. When the respawn graphics come up, it's all stuttery and the frame rates drop. And I'm like, oh, this is not a fucking good saying this. I had problems with textures and things dropping in now i had a few problems like which is a shame because it's one of those things if you liked jedi for was it fallen order the last one fallen order I think, yeah uh, if you like fallen order you like survivor because it just takes that game and then builds on it in a way that a sequel should i do find the the planets that you go to there could have been a bit more variety i think they're a bit samey there's like a home planet kobo uh, and then you go to jedi and there's a couple of others and i thought jedi and kobo were kind of the same like sort of deserty type of landscapes but the gameplay mechanics are still solid the fights are great it's got that great grindy sort of mechanic uh the story's awesome really enjoyed the story um so it's i've really really enjoyed it but it has had issues like which at no point did it really hamper the experience so too bad i'm not one that's really bothered about graphics i'd rather do lower, lower graphics no, and better performance neither ne- um but the, the the core of the game is great. Once it gets patched and stuff, it'll be great. But no, the kid with graphics, I've been playing the Switch all these years. Well, yeah, but it's a uh, it's a great game. But it's just it it was definitely like you could have seen as it was put back anyway, wasn't it? And there was a lot of reviews and things came out a month beforehand, so surely they would have had these issues addressed in the review copies, I'm sure, and b- fixed. But they haven't. I know they've been patching. I fired it up the day first time in a, a, a little while. And it seemed to be the same for me, the performance. So a bit disappointing, but the game itself and the story is fantastic. If you like the original, you'll like this one because it just takes the, those mechanics and builds upon them. Like uh, so like it's like the perfect sequel. It takes what came before and then builds on it. Doesn't do anything brand new. A bit like you know, say like Zelda hasn't done that because it's given you the same map. It's kind of gone right. Here's everything you like about the first game. We'll build on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, which I've, I've really enjoyed. Like I say, the map, it's, it's not exactly the same in Zelda. It, it's got... It's hard to yeah, but it's not like brand new or anything no, like that. It's, yeah. no, like I say, the visually, visually it looks the same. Such a fanboy for you. We just um, say it was crap before, though. Like, well, no, it's actually, a... it's not that bad. <laughs> I'm not having a go at Zelda. I didn't play Zelda. No, so. no, no, just explain. <laughs> are you just worried all the, the fucking Nintendo fanboys are going to come Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Gonna, <laughs> gonna th- throw the little fucking amiibo figures at us. Amiibo. <laughs> <laughs> How many amiibo figures have you got? Oh, fucking hell, mate. <laughs> I just got a new one as well that came with Zelda. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what did you get with this one? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'd have not mind, though. Keep them boxed. You removed it from its original packaging. <gasps> no! 
It's no longer a collectible. You should get a Nintendo tattoo on your forehead. I should. Fat Nintendo fan. I should. Not wrong with that, mate. It's, it's not, not wrong with that. Something that I did enjoy in um, uh, Jedi uh, Survivor. Uh, something that you'll appreciate. First of all, there's a lot of humour in this one, but it's that daft Star Wars humour, right. which I know people probably won't like. There's like got B1 droids in and they make some daft comments and it, quite, it made me laugh quite a bit. It gets a bit repetitive over time, but at the beginning I thought it was quite funny because I like that stupid humour. Um, there's also one of my favourite bosses ever, which the I name of... I think I've seen it. Rick the Door Technician. <laughs> <laughs> it's class eye. You're just playing it and it just comes up as a little cutscene and it's like Rick the Door Technician. You just kill him straight I've away. I've seen so many like YouTube people. Uh, it's like, so just funny. Just took my YouTube clips. Rick the tech- that was it. Uh, that was I the was strongest to... boss. <laughs> I was I was howling, mate. They've got like, like... like little achievements and stuff. Yeah. For you've just killed Rick the technician. Speaking of achievements, this has got this. Uh, this is like something that I, I I got through the game, and it made us laugh so much. So in this one, there's a lot more customization and stuff mm. like that as well, which I like. Although it's got that weird thing when you're finding hairstyles in a box, which doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, but it's video games, so you accept it. But I got the mullet quite early on. I'm like, oh, this guy's wearing a mullet and a handlebar moustache. And that was me thing for the whole time. But if you have got the mullet equipped and you perform a drop kick, you get an achievement called Roadhouse. <laughs> nice. I mean, that is mint. <laughs> so a little secret achievement for you there. But I was proper howling when I looked. Because obviously with the achievement, it just comes up saying Roadhouse. I was like, eh? And then I looked into it. It's like, I oh, equip a mullet. And then if you perform a drop kick, you get that achievement. I was like, that's mint. <laughs> Rest in peace, Patrick. <laughs> That's fucking funny. And if you have never seen Roadhouse, House, Roadhouse. Should we go watch Roadhouse now? I heard actually, speaking of Family Guy, I heard Seth MacFarlane stepped away from Family Guy. Has he? Uh, there's some sort of dispute going on. So he says he's oh, it's the writer's strike. So yeah, it's the writer's strike because he writes the show as well. So he's kind of, it was quite cool because he's standing in solidarity with these kind of other. Um, well, we talked about a similar thing with Justin Roiland and. Rick and Morty as well, didn't we? About how oh, that would work. Right. Uh, but yeah, there's so it's the because there's the writer strike. American Dad as well. You start with him. Well, yeah, it's everything because it's anything you'll be a writer on. He's kind of which is nice because he he's a writer, but also his staff. He's got a lot of staff writers and things. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of standing in solidarity with them, which is cool to see. Um, Guardians three. Yes, Guardians of the Galaxy we three. Went we Guardians went to see, we went to see a movie together. Yes, we did a movie. Which was Guardians of the Galaxy. What do you think of it? You enjoy it? Mate, I thought it was fucking brilliant. Uh, considering the quality of Marvel stuff recently has been a bit shaky, yep. to say the least. At least certainly inconsistent, is how I'd put it. Um, it was, you know, it's a testament to having the same director over a series of films, having a, a story, you know, told over those three films, a consistent story, and then a satisfying conclusion at the end. I feel like that. So what did, what was your favourite bits? What what were your standout bits for you? <laughs> standout bit was because I know I thought I'd see an F bomb in a Yeah, I yeah. So I think it's the MCU's first fuck. I yeah. Think. Um and I, I thought it was funny. Or use of the word fuck, there's yeah. not a sex scene in it. No, no, I know what you mean. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> I remember uh I think it was James Gunn, he was talking about how because he recorded it, obviously he presented it to the uh, the Disney team, yeah, cetera, the right. Disney execs, and that they watched it, and he then asked them, "What do you think about the the f bomb?" And uh, he was like, this, "Can I use it?" Um, and the dad turned and says, "Look, if that's what you want your legacy to be, <laughs> then uh, crack on." He says, "You're let. I'm gonna fucking see what else I can do with." So, I mean, hence why we've got a dickhead in there as well. For yeah. So, I uh, that is my standout moment. Just when you see. Uh, 
<laughs> Star Lord, open the fucking door. I, I like what I enjoyed about it. It was so natural. Like it wasn't forced or made a big deal. It was just dropping in a situation where that's exactly what you would say. Apparently, yeah. um, again, uh, <laughs> it was literally it was a one-off take, and it was what James had said in Chris Pratt's ear when they were, he was oh, right, in the car. Yeah, like, like, say this, say this, say this. Yeah, and it so stuck. It was, uh, <laughs> so it just stuck. Yeah. So they kept it in, but that was my. <laughs> that was it. Well, the bits you did like anything else you you enjoyed. It was very dark, wasn't it? Very was dark. Some very, I know it was, there's been uh, some complaints about parents saying like, oh, it was a bit dark and stuff and I don't know if the kids should have should have um, watched this type of thing. Uh, with a sort of the animal abuse. Well, see, well, it is animal abuse, not nothing kind of... No, but... It's all implied, you, but you see, you know, some of the... the if you watch... The I, I understand at the beginning, yeah, it, in the beginning, pretty much all the way through, but eventually, the, you know, he will save all the animals. So the general breakdown for those that don't fancy seeing it, just to say what we're talking about. So spoilers, by the way, spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. If we had one spoiler, I probably should have said, but yes, to say fucking it, not a major spoiler. Um, but the general story of the film is it's Rocket Raccoon. It's based around his history. Where did he come from? He was like part of a lab experiment, and it goes into his history and it kind of you find out a lot about like sort of even I was thinking about like his kind of his obsession with like prosthetic limbs and things well you see like a lot of the animals he grew up around have this type of sort of things change but it's all about sort of his history and that ties into um, kind of where we are now in the story where the go- uh, the main v- villain being the high evolutionary who's somebody that's trying to basically create the perfect sort of society society if you like um, and he's done this by taking like animals and engineering them and modifying them and things like that. And that all pretty much failed, but Rocket. Yeah, Rocket was like turned out to be some super sort of genius level sort of experiment. Um, but he managed to escape, and the idea was like in the in the time like sort of now, if you like, um, is kind of he he's uh, sort of back in the the finding because he's trying to get a hold of Rocket again. Um, and there's a whole plot of Rocket is not well for a significant part of the film, and it's about them trying to find his. Yeah. Was it a file or something? I think it's his original file. So yeah, because so there was can heal a, him a, and something like like attached to his like yeah. Yeah. I won't say like kill switch, but there's something attached to his heart. Yeah. That they couldn't uh that they couldn't bypass because if they did bypass it, then it, unfortunately it it kills him. Uh, so they need to get the file on how to switch it off, Just, basically. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it's like over, to override it mm-hmm. and be able to do the the stuff. So because basically, I think because he got he gets he gets shot, and they couldn't put the uh, the med kit on him. Uh, yeah, it's like an electric like med kit, and if they put the med kit on it, it, that it, was it, yes. it flies it the fri- chip. Yes. So yeah. they said if they use it, then it kills them. It was a plot device. Mm-hmm. That is. F- this is definitely what it was. But yeah, it's a re- an excuse to go find and you find his history really, isn't it? Yeah. And it's kind of the same, like it's all really been about his history. And if you actually look back at the other films, it all kind of ties in and you find out kind of his behaviour. But I, I, overall, I really enjoyed the film. I thought it had a very very cathartic ending. Everyone got a, a good ending. Um, and you kind of get to see everyone sort of close out their stories. So you've got um, Peter... Going back to Earth, he finds to find his grandfather. You have um, Drax, who kind of becomes a father of these kind of children that they rescue from um, 
the from the high evolutionary. Mm-hmm. So it was. I thought it was it. It wrapped up the trilogy. Rocket becomes nice. the new captain of the Guardians. Yeah, so Rocket becomes the kind of the the new de facto leader of the Guardians, and then at the end of the film, like sort of post credits, you have Adam Warlock in there. Yeah. Who I enjoyed as a character. I thought it kind of it could have been any character in the end. He was kind of you. You saw the bit. There's a bit when you think Peter might actually not make it, and then he's saved by um, uh, Adam Warlock after them being adversaries for a while yeah um but no i enjoyed it I, yeah, Will it was, Paul, it was, it was adam warlock really that caused the issue with rocket yeah it was yeah but i, I really enjoyed his performance because he's meant to be kind of just like freshly hatched basically so he's a bit he's a bit uh kind of sort of new to the world and things and a bit childlike but i quite enjoyed that performance and understand why they did that because they did like full adam warlock isn't he just like ridiculously powered yes he's basically like superman plus or something like he that is, isn't but he? he's got like a childlike brain on he so yeah so i quite but i enjoyed the, his performance so i enjoyed that part of it as well can't remember the actor's name but i I've all, I've, I've think he's quite good i've seen yeah. him quite a few comedies and stuff yeah he's he well he'd be from us like yeah he, he was uh like he's probably he beefed out for that though honey yeah well i think a lot of it may be in the suit as well you think <laughs> not quite exactly was it zach levi in uh shazam and uh, his is a yeah mainly it, it, all suit so, yeah i like the fact that the christmas specials canon because well, did you see the paper it, right at the paper end at the end because it's got kevin bacon uh, yeah so in the, the post credits there's the little thing where it's got a uh, um a newspaper that he's is it his granddad's reading and it says that but no I enjoyed it overall any other highlights from you from the movie no I can't think of any to be no, fair just overall a good time it was it, it's definitely in my one of my top tens like for Marvel films I think so yeah I think and it's in terms of like concluding the story it blew number two out of the water number two was, yeah was two was a bit I enjoyed two but it was a bit like where's this one going mm. type of thing and it was it was definitely a stopgap. And then obviously we had a cameo from Sly Stallone. Yeah, he was back. Yeah, from his character from two as well. I oh, to be fair though, it, it's it's like a Kevin Smith movie where James Gunn's just hires his mates. Uh, but yeah, his brother and stuff and his things like brother, that. Because yeah. his brother's getting more. He has like one, two, and three's progress. His brother's getting more screen time. Yeah. <laughs> well, why not? Eh? Yeah. It's all about, it's all about who, what you, you know, who if, you know. If, mate. if you see his uh, the Suicide Squad, his brother played the Weasel as well. But yeah, he 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 just hires his mates. I did appreciate the bit, you know, when they go to the orgosphere, so the the plate, the ship made up of living matter, and you see all the henchmen basically look like us when we're naked, <laughs> <laughs> just Hulk in masses of flesh. I was like, man, yeah, I've seen that sight before every day when I look in the mirror. If you don't know what I'm on about, just Google Master Carja and you'll know what I'm what I'm talking about. So yeah, but yeah, overall I enjoyed it. Thank you for putting that visual in our listeners' heads. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> Well, hopefully you just listen when you don't know what it'll look like. Or you get that treat. <laughs> <laughs> Any, what, what other cultures you got to pop, mate? <laughs> cultures to pop. Uh, ooh. 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 You said you had, like, loads the other day. Not, not pop culture. It was mainly the news section. Oh, well, you're just lying bastard. He said you had at least two for pop culture. No, I didn't. You did? When? In my mind. In your mind, <laughs> you were just hoping that I did. Did you watch? Uh, you watched the uh, Twisted Metal trailer, didn't you? That I sent you. Oh fuck! I forgot about that one actually. Yeah, that's been announced. So Twisted Metal. I didn't realize that the series. You remember, can you remember the game? But I remember the game. I used to love the <laughs> game. So they've announced the the series based on the Twisted Metal game series, and um, they're doing a TV show. Uh, I can't remember actually. I should go back and have a look. I can't remember how it's getting released. I think it's on a streaming service. Funnily enough, no doubt, no doubt. Um, 
but yeah, so it is based on the game, and you've got a lot of the main characters there, including Sweet Tooth, who looks mad. Like, it looks really, really good. He's obviously at the end of the trailer. But I'm interested because obviously I'm a big fan of like Mad Max and things like that, and it's obviously very much inspired by that type of thing. Um, for those that have never seen the game, it's basically set in a, a like post-apocalyptic sort of dystopian world, and it's a little bit like a cross between Death Race and Mortal Kombat, where there's these torn there's a tournament where a lot of cars are kitted out with weapons and they fight each other and things. So it'll be interesting to see how they do it. It'll either be the best thing ever or a load of absolute shit. And which one do you think? I'll be, like everything, I want it to be good. I really hope it's good. And I think it can be good. I think it's one of those things because there's not a lot of stuff like that. The only car stuff that you get, because I'm a big car guy, as you know, um, and I love car movies. You can see the Cannibal and Run post that he left and I've got all my shit there, smoking the bandit and all that on the wall. Over there, so I'm a big car movie guy, and all we're getting nowadays really is Fast and the Furious, um, which is becomes more and more CGI. Although apparently the new one, they've said they've done a lot more practical effects, and you do see a lot more practical effects in the trailer for that as well. But that's all you get. Is it just the practical effects in the trailer and the rest with CGI? Well, that's the thing. Is it going to be like? Because it was a bit. Uh, it was. I mean, I know it's over the top, but there's a bit in the last one where there's a car driving off a fucking. I don't think I've seen a mine, rope so. bridge as it collapses. That is just defying physics, and I don't. I, I'm not a fan of CGI when it comes to cars. I do prefer practical effects. Um, because it just looks so fake. So Need for Speed was probably my last decent one because they. I loved Need for Speed. I know a lot of like the problem with Need for Speed was they just try to put too much fucking story in it. Like we're petrol heads, we're here to see the cars and the car chases, and the car chases were fantastic. That final chase, um, I know they used a lot of kick cars, but there was some great stunts and things in that that they did. Um, all practical, no CGI, and it really stands out nowadays when you watch a film, whether or not it's new or old. With a zero CGI, um, it does stand out. So anything that's sort of petrol head based, based around cars and things, I'm always hoping that you know we'll get something good. More practical and less CGI. Yeah, but I've got a feeling there's gonna be a lot of CGI and probably shit so, CGI. Speaking on like trailers, I don't know if you've seen it yet. Uh, Gran Turismo. Yes, I saw that as well. So another talking of petrol heads and cars. Uh, again with that a lot of practical stuff I didn't really see any CGI in that and I would hope they wouldn't do any CGI because it's do you know that's based on a true story the film yeah yeah so for those that don't know Gran Turismo that yes I know they're doing a film of Gran Turismo which was my reaction as well but yeah they are so it's actually based around the real story of a guy who was like won like a Gran Turismo tournament uh, and then you had the opportunity to become like a real racing driver through Nissan's school or something it's somebody's driving school um, so it's loosely based on that, but it looks like it's going to be a lot of like track driving, so racing. Short, like what they did at the beginning, yeah. You make sure he's doing his license first. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> if they actually did a movie of Gran Turismo? You start off in a fucking Suzuki Swift, doing like getting you what was it a Class D or whatever license, just fucking eighteen hour movie, <laughs> just slowly making your way up. Like uh, a trilogy. I used to the Grand Turismo games are great. I used to play with the steering wheel when I'm on the PS3 and I used to absolutely love it. Great, great games. But now I thought at first I was like, eh, what's this gonna be like? And I thought it was gonna be quite low budget, but it's got David Harbour in it, which I'm like, oh no. Because David Harbour, I love him, but he does not pick good films. We've had this discussion before. We have. I don't know what it is, but Apart from Stranger Things, that was a TV show, but still. He, yeah, he but, was great but like that. films. He just cannot pick. 
good films for some reason. That fucking yes, we have a ghost thing or whatever. What a load of shit that was. Who else is in it? In uh, Orlando Bloom's in it. Orlando Bloom, that was. Um, awesome. I, I can't remember the guy's name that's playing the main character, but it is based on a true story. Mm-hmm. But looks like there's going to be a lot of like on track racing. There's going to be a big thing around that, so that could be interesting. We don't get a lot of films based around racetrack. Um, not anymore. The last one, I mean, there was stuff like Driven way back in the early 2000s. The last one I can think of that stands out like that was uh, Rush, was probably the last big one, mm. which was based around this. I've never uh, seen Rush. Uh, it's a great film. It's a really, was, really good film. I was going to go way further back in like, Days of Thunder, which was like the Nats car stuff. I fucking love Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder started like was one of the first sort of Smoking the Bandit was one of the first car films I've got. Because it's uh, Tom Cruise and Michael Walker, isn't it? That's why I want to go to Daytona 500, because that did my obsession with American cars and all that. One of the first films is Days of Thunder alongside stuff like Cannibal Run and all that. So I love Days. We watched it not long ago because I showed it to Amy when they brought up Maverick, the new Top Gun. Because it's basically, if you haven't seen Days of Thunder, it's Top Gun but NASCAR. So better. In my opinion, um, and again, res- res- to be fair, respect to Tom Cruise because he's doing all them stunts, isn't he? Um, well, he is, yeah, he's, he's almost got himself killed a few times, but not all respect to him because he is part of a mad cult that is mm. perpetrates abuses all over the world. <sighs> um, so yeah, respect in some ways, but not totally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was trying to leave that out, only, but well, I'm just saying, <laughs> fair enough, not to get political up there. We'll go, it'll probably come after us now. They want perfect, this out. <laughs> know. um. But no, I love Days of Thunder. Could we do a Days of Thunder podcast? Days of Thunder podcast, then. Yeah, well. Watch your space. There might be something happening along them lines soon enough. Oh, mm. what's happening, like? I'm not doing a Days of Thunder podcast. You're not doing it. Have you seen those podcasts, though, when they break down films minute by minute? I could do that for Days of Thunder. Commentary. Geordie commentary. Geordie commentary. Days of Thunder, like. Days of, Days of Thunder in ancient... <laughs> Instead of a fucking, yeah, like instead of a, a NASCAR, we do it in a load of co- uh, night, like late nineties, early two thousands. Now what courses? Now what they did with Geordie Star Wars? Aye, uh, just make need dub over it. I think we talked. What did we talk about that for? It was some other film we talked about doing that for, didn't we? Um, yeah, but well, I think we should do Days of Thunder, but set in Ashton. <laughs> Who like I'm gonna I'm gonna put on my course. Are you <laughs> like me? <laughs> my name's Curl Trickle. <laughs> Final battle between a Corsa and a Nova. It's the ultimate showdown. Fuck. I'll be fucking belt of that, like, wouldn't it? Watch a shoot of that. I know, I. Fucking hell, days of thunder. Anyway, I'm definitely going to do that now. Please, please do it. Ruben's racing. I thought I was going to say now. Yeah, Days of Thunder is amazing. I don't yeah. know how we got there, but we did. Cars, vroom vroom. So, yeah. So, maybe there's a few. Hopefully, it'll be a good year for petrol heads in movies. Who knows? Fast and Furious. See what that one's like. Are you going to go and see Fast and Furious? Eh? I don't know if I'll go to see it. Although, to be fair, it's one of those films that, look. you know, it's a spectacle. You know, seeing it in the cinema, you'll kind of get your money's worth. Cast. Cast is cunning. I think at this point as well, you know what to expect. Like, you know that it's going to be shit. It's all going to be about family. Somebody's going to be related to someone. There's going to be a character come out that has been in a previous film. Somebody's going to come back from the dead. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just a formula, isn't it, now? And you know that you're not going to have... You have the little pockets of characters. So, like, Vin Diesel now, he doesn't work with anyone except, like, Michelle Rodriguez. 
So he only does stuff with her, basically, and with, he doesn't do stuff with the rest of the cast. It's all, like, weird stuff. Really? Oh, mate, when you look into, like, how these things are made now, it's really bizarre. But uh, fucking Vin Diesel and the Rock rivalry. Oh, no, I'll put that one, yeah. Oh, but it goes beyond that, man. It's insane. We're has he just fallen out with everybody, like, has he? Ah, uh, he just seems to be a fucking weirdo, to be honest. Um, But if you go and know what to expect and go, well, this is probably going to be about the same level as the previous one, if not a little bit shitter. Right. Um, but yeah, so oh, I don't know if I can't say it. Like, I do fancy the new Transformers though. Yeah, yeah, I think we got the cinema to say that because that'll just look mint. Big robots fighting on the screen, that like you know what I mean. Beast Wars. You're a beast war. I mean, you have a fight that's oh, called a fucking beast war. Oh, what else you want to talk about? Any other? Uh, Fubar's out soon. Oh, I was just about to say, actually, yeah, that's, that's a good shout. Yeah, Fubar's out soon. Well, it's out on my birthday. Yes, it is. My wife said, like, What do you want to go for something to eat and that? And I was like, Oh, yeah, we could. And then I was like, Nope, realised that's out. So for my birthday, I'll be ordering a takeaway and I'm going to absolutely shotgun the entire series in one night. Is it releasing one night or is it not going to be? You're fucking better, mate. Is it not going to be like episodes <laughs> and stuff? I don't know. Netflix don't really do that, do they? They tend to drop everything at once. I know some of the bigger shows. They might do weekly, but I don't think they are with that one, to be fair. Hmm. I don't know, though. Uh, I hope so. I hope they just like, release the, the entire thing, because I prefer just to binge it. That's like a binge watch, that, it though, is, isn't it? I... Just Arnie. It looks mint. Have you seen the, tra- the newer trailer for it? Because they've released like, I haven't. the trailer. I'll watch it so, after. Yeah, after. have a watch. It's, like, it's released the sort of DLC, get to learn actually what it's about. So it's very true lies-ish. Right. That he's a CIA operative. It looks like it could have been a sequel to True Lies, because it's about him retiring from the CIA, his character, and then his daughter turns out to be in the CIA, so he has to go rescue her and stuff again. Such spoilers, it's all in the trailer. Yeah. Um, it'll, you can watch that. There's a great bit in the trailer like that made me laugh a lot. And it seems like from the trailer... It's not the lipstick part, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this garish colour lipstick, it's vibrating, that's not a lipstick. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to that. So, there's some good Speaking stuff Speaking of True Lies, did you, did you check that out on Disney? Nah, I, mean, I haven't really have, I had much time to watch things because I've been keen in Jedi Survivor because I've got nothing mm. else better to do in my life. Fair enough. Uh, so no, I haven't. Um, I mean, I don't have ever will, to be honest. No, I, don't. I mean, the main thing for me, it's not like I love True Lies. I love Arnie, so that's why I love True Lies. Have you watched any of it? No. Nah. <laughs> well, should we move on from that then? Yeah. <laughs> right then, boy, lad. Are you all, have you popped all your cultures? I've popped all my culture. All the cultures are popped. Yes. Right then, boy lad, who is going to play what out this week? So, as you know, well, one side of my head was supposed to be a, a mental health podcast. Well, we are mental health. Yes. Well, f- like, uh, where's awareness? Bang your head. Mental health drive you mad. Uh, are we going to get fucking struck for that? Probably not, because we're not on YouTube. And we make fucking no money off this thing anyway. <laughs> Good point. But uh, I know we've already featured this band, but uh, I think we'll we'll, we'll do it again. Uh, and it's for Mortal Chains, Martin. We've been, you know, we've been DMing back and forwards, um, and basically the song, uh, these Mortal Chains, are it's basically it's about his struggles uh-huh. with mental health. Oh, cool. Um, so shout out to Martin. Not cool, as in I, like, it's cool. Like no, that's nice. He's wrote a song about it. Yes, I so not that he's suffering. It's uh, it's Mortal Chains and the song these Mortal Chains. Um, that's going to close well for the night um, shout out to Martin for you know being open about yeah. his struggles yeah yeah so yeah big shout out to him because yeah, it's not easy to come out 
and explain these stuff. Do you know what I mean? You so did ask him if it was okay to mention on the podcast. He just out of To be fair, if you're writing a song about your struggles, I'm sure people get it. And I think, well, metal. You can. There's a lot of metal songs about that type of thing out there, isn't it? It is definitely an out. And music in general, not just metal, yeah. but in particular, I think we're a bit more open about that stuff. And yeah, yeah. So, so shout out to Martin. Shout out to Martin, Martin and all of Mortal Chains as yes. well. Because they're definitely an up-and-coming band. You can check out the stuff on Spotify, can't you? You can, YouTube, yes. Your usual outlet, so give them a listen because they are awesome. And we'll be at Get Heavy Fest. They will be at Get Heavy Fest as well. Opening Get plug. Heavy Fest for The opening, oh, that's a good position, that, like the curtain twitcher. Sets the standard for the day, like, sets the standard for the day. So <laughs> it's a big, big, big shoes to fill that, but I'm sure they're more than capable. Definitely. Definitely. So, and for those listening, Ashton, that is Myrtle Chains. Myrtle Chains. Myrtle Chains. Uh, anybody else? That's it for this week. I think that's it, huh? That's it. I think that's it, yeah. Um, thank you very much for another episode, man. We're getting there. What's this, 17, 18? I can't remember now. I've lost count. I think it's 17. I think number 20 is coming up when I think we're still on track to do a grief episode for episode 20 because mm-hmm. we've talked about mental health and things and we're going to maybe do an entire episode. So episode 20, um, I don't know how we'll record it, if we'll do it before the normal episode or whatever, but we're going to d- dive into our sort of experiences around that. As a, I think episode 20 is a good one because that's why we started this at the end of the day was to talk about these issues. Um, and it's funny because we do it week to week. Sometimes you'll have good weeks, sometimes you'll have bad weeks. Sometimes you just don't feel like talking about it anyway. So it's not like one of those things like this isn't meant to be therapy. Like, yeah, this is just meant to encourage people to talk. And again, it, you know, the point of this is we get to sit down and chat for two hours every two weeks. We have to, you know, we have to do it. We would do it anyway, but at least this way we get to record it, try yeah, and promote but mental there's health. Also, sometimes, you know, you and I yourself, because we're busy with our works and stuff, and sometimes it can be. A month, month and a half, and we don't talk to each other. Yeah, well, it used to be like that, man. It would be like we'd text a lot and things, and we wouldn't sit down, and then we'd have these type of conversations. You know, when we were kind of, you know, going book, out and stuff. Like but you say we'd after like six weeks, and it's like, well, you know, we want to catch up more than that, and you know, sometimes we see each other quite a bit. Like we went to Metal the Masters and things. I mean, went to the cinema, but then sometimes we don't get to speak. You know, so by doing this, it kind of makes we go. You know, and that's why you know we kind of started it is to go right. We need to plan some time in to catch up, um, because it is to check in with each other to, to make check sure in, that we're alright. Chat bollocks, promote mental health, get people to do the same, and again and promote metal and promote metal as well, especially the up and coming guys across the the metalverse. Um, so yeah, and it's one of those things we don't do for the money because we make fuck all. Like we haven't monetized this, and I don't know if we ever will. Um, I do this for the fun of it. For the crack. Yeah, I think that's a problem. Why I'm crap at doing the things on social media because I don't see this as a business. Uh, I see this as just us two sitting down having fun and recording it, and then again, I don't feel under pressure. It's to fun do this. recording it, but I don't think the editing's recording. Like fun, <sighs> is it for you? It's not fun. It's not fun, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It. You know what it is? It's. It's one of those things. You know. It. It kind of. It could be. Because there's times when I beat myself up quite a bit because I have to listen to the, the entire episode back and think, oh, I'm just tired and shit. And I cut a lot of stuff out. I cut a lot of me out. Do you know what I mean? I very much I don't try and edit you unless you know mistakes or whatever or um, coughs or whatever. But I had a, a very, very self-critical. And it can be quite mentally taxing because you just, if you are not in a good headspace when you come to edit, it's like anything. 
if you edit in video, I can imagine, you know, if you're not a fan of your own appearance, it must be difficult. Or you have, you know, taking pictures of yourself for social media. That does have a tool. That's that's getting it's getting easier. Uh, it's, mm. t- it's taken a while for me to because I used to do like posters for when it comes to like when I'm doing like featured artists. But yeah. Now I feel like it's quick. I just do a, a quick record of video. Yeah. And then post and it. That so, tends to get more views, doesn't it? I've done a few of them. Um, and I still feel like a bit self-conscious when I do it. Of course you will, mate. It, it's difficult to look at yourself. And and again, it, it, this is not even video. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like... And um, you're hearing yourself. You're hearing, hearing yourself you. and, you you know, I'm certainly... You know, I'm not critical of you at all. Mm, do you know, because that, I'm... Everyone's... And it's something that um, I've heard a lot of times and it's been something we've talked about in therapy. Like, and I, if a lot of people If there get, has been any issues, I've relied on, like, because I can't listen to myself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So once once you've normally you've mentioned other pod episodes out, but I can't listen to it. I can't, no, I don't I blame you. I can't listen to myself. Say so I listen to it because I have to. I can listen to you. Yeah. It, but I can't. I know. It, I know what you me. mean. Yeah. So I, I rely on like Dan and Sean and other yeah. people who like. Uh, you better still press play, man, to get them listens. <laughs> Just put it onto your phone on silent and press play. Fucking come on! You should have your PC on. <laughs> Fucking ghost accounts. I want the numbers up, man. Hit repeat. So <laughs> what I do. I just put, put it on repeat on the PC at night and just... Wow, I'll have 400 listens. No, not really. Six. So I, they'll, they'll <laughs> mention, like, like, this is fucked at the end. I think Stedman was the last one in the, who mentioned it in the uh, was a, I need to pull that, actually. I'm not going to edit and make it better because it's one of those things. We have not reached the peak. This is one of the things. I'm Don't push things out yet. When we get episode 50, then I'll probably ramp it up. Um when I'm more confident in, you know, the recording, the editing, the structure. Because even now, I'm I'm still thinking like, well, you know, do we keep the news section? Because sometimes the news is just fucking doom and gloom and I feel like we're just, yeah. sometimes I'm just moaning or ranting and it's like, is that really entertaining? But respect, we didn't mention Ticketmaster. Not this week, <laughs> but I just did though. <laughs> uh, but that though, when it comes to things like that, I think that's important because it's almost like a call to arms, you know what I mean? That that's I mean when we just give them opinion saying their shit, but when we're talking about the poor practice of it, it is informative. I think that's important. Yep. Um, but yeah, so again, again now it's just like we're just kind of talking about the podcast, and everyone's like, "What the fuck is on about?" But this is what it's about, and I'll probably just cut this bit out anyway. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we the main thing is we encourage people to do this. Just you don't need loads of fancy kit. You need a phone, a couple of headphone sets. Headphone sets you can get companies like I think Airwolf's one of them. Um, you can directly record it through I think it's called Spotify for podcasters now. It used to be Anchor, mm-hmm. um, which is what we use to release on platforms. But there's loads of different versions of that that you can use. So just do it and just chat. And if no one listens, no one listens. Do you know what I mean? If people do listen, great. But it's not about getting listeners for us. We just do this to have a chat. And if you're listening up there and you're enjoying it, brilliant. More than happy for you to listen. Uh, and fucking hell, have you got nothing else better to do with you? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'll definitely cut that bit out. So, <laughs> it all falls apart at the end, doesn't it? It's because does. I don't want to go, mate. You just want to keep it's going? It's because I just want to keep staring into your eyes, man. That's the best thing about this podcast, I get to stare into your loving I've got eyes. I've got my glasses on as well, so you'll see me. I know, I know, it's weird. It is like looking, It. I mean, because we'll get at you for years. Is that your brother? And now that you're wearing your gaps, it's just fucking... We look like the two Roddies now. <laughs> <laughs> well, the body lad, it's good night from yeah. me. <laughs> you're supposed to say, and it's good night from him. <laughs>
Man, I'm tired. Leave the line. Should we do it again? <laughs> it's good night from me. Yeah, it's good night. Don't get sick. Fuck's sake. Right, fuck it. Let's do uh, the... Cut it. Should we do our own one? Uh, just, can we just do with the normal one? Do the normal one. Do the normal one. You start off. Just in case I make a mistake. <coughs> Get the pitch right. Get the pitch right. Get the pitch right. Um, fuck, what did I say again? The rules of the pit. No, that's wrong as well, isn't it? <laughs> no. No, that's not right. I can't remember. <laughs> Hold on. Pause. Right, start again. <laughs> cut this section. I'll cut this bit out. Uh, the rules of the pit are the rules for life. When someone falls, we pick them up. Bye bye, everybody. Good night. Bye bye.
Thanks for listening, everyone. Hit us up at wimhpod at gmail.com if you'd like to share your stories of how metal or music has had a positive effect on your life. You can follow us on Instagram at wimh underscore pod. You can find the show on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. An easy way to support us is to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review to get us a boost in them old algorithms. Check out Beardbo's live streams on Twitch at Beardbo underscore Baggins. He spins music from all across different decades and genres of metal, as well as promoting and interviewing up-and-coming new talent in the metal world. And remember, the rule of the pit is the rule for life. If one falls, we pick them back up.